Thank you for listening to the Grace Harvest Church podcast. For more information, go to graceharvestchurch.org. So we've been on a series of ears to hear. This is my portion this morning. And if you've got a Bible, if you would turn to Jeremiah chapter 18, Jeremiah chapter 18, if you've got an electronic device, that would be good too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read from a couple of translations. And um, in this story, I want to give you a little background. Though The book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah is a prophet to the nation of Israel, and uh, he is in a group of prophets and um, Right during this time, the Lord is dealing with, about ready to send a message to the nation of Israel. And in, in, in Jeremiah's concern was mainly twofold. Number one, that um, the, the depth and depravity of the sin of the nation of Israel and their unwillingness to turn. And secondly, um, as a whole, their, their untrusting of Yahweh in national politics. That is a theme um, that's an overarching theme in the book of Jeremiah. And I just thought as I was going through this, I'm like, wow, uh, just think about in our time, even as believers, how much more so we can say, Lord, have your way even in our nation. Amen. But I'm not here to talk to you about politics this morning. And so ears to hear. We've been on a journey about the reality that the Lord wants us to have a relationship with him and even have people us who have a relationship, be able to listen to what it is that he would say, amen? And so I was thinking about this and, and thinking about just the reality of um, ears to hear. So often, what are some of the things that prevent us from being able to even hear the Lord? I mean, it's a real question. I mean, so oftentimes we can walk through the journey in the Christian life and be like, wow, what is happening? I don't hear anything. And so I want to just use this text, jump off this text, and then talk about some aspects that influence our ability to hear from God. Come on, somebody. All right, so in Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 1 and 2 and 3, I'm going to read first from the King James Version. It says, And the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. And so that's what the King James Version says. The second one in the ESV says, And the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord is, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. And so, so I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at the wheel. It's the English Standard. I want to read you a text from the New Testament as we're talking about ears to hear. And this is John chapter 16. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. And it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. And when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears he will speak. Everybody say speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come, and he, would he will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is a, a great section of scripture, and I just want to preface this by, I know I'm taking a section of scripture from the Old Testament, 
and understanding that we live in a day and age, in, in the age of grace and in the day uh, after the resurrection of Jesus, where God's desire is that each and every person would have an individual relationship with, here and be able, uh, with him and be able to listen to him, what he's saying to us, on our own. Amen? And so in the Old Testament, they had prophets. They had anointed ones who would receive the word of the Lord and then go out and declare it to the people, the nation. And so I recognize we, we live in a different time, but some of the principles about how we hear or what might get in the way of our ability to listen still ring true today. How many of you know that people 6,000 years ago are essentially the same as people today. We have many of the same fears and hopes and longings and agendas and drives and, and personality makes up. We just happen to live in this place and they lived over there. So the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and said, go, go down to the potter's house and there I will cause you to hear what I'm about to say. This is great. How many of you ever found yourself needing a word picture so you get the message? This was the position that Jeremiah was in. God told him, go on your way, go to the potter's house, observe, and I will cause you to hear what I'm saying. It's almost as though he said, go, and what you see begin to happen in front of you. I'm going to put words in my agenda to and make up what I'm saying to you. So he goes. It illustrates what he saw on the way, what's there, what's in the field outside the home. And he's watching. He's watching this potter work with clay, even remaking what it is that he's working on. And then the word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah. And I thought, okay, Lord, what's our takeaway here? And so I just want to talk to you from several things that keep us from hearing uh, the voice of God or impact us and our ability to hear. And the first thing I want to talk is circumstances. Circumstances. The Lord was able to take Jeremiah and move him out of the normal rhythm of his life to another place and have him observe what was happening in that place and bring a word picture to him. But think about this. In the normal course of our life, sometimes we need to step out or and a reminder that, that right here what I'm walking through is not the whole picture. Amen? That, that, that we can be so... Um, circumstances can bring our vision down so acute that we, we become very aware of what's right in front of us or, or what's right on us that, 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 that the ability to step away and to see a broader picture of what God is doing or what God is saying is necessary. Sometimes when I walk through the journey of what I walk through, it, I become so tunnel-focused, tunnel-vision, that it's hard to hear or see outside of that spectrum. And so thereby, if it doesn't fit this narrative or answer this question or deal with this topic, I don't hear the broad spectrum of what God might be trying to say to me. Come on. Come on. Sometimes We're humans, and so sometimes our circumstances can get right in the way of our ability to hear what God is trying to say to us. And so this is not a diminishment of what you might be going through or anything that you might be walking through, but this is just a, a realization that, that here in this moment, 
some of the factors that might get away from me being able to hear what you're saying, God, might be affected by the circumstances I find myself in. Now, I was thinking about this in putting putting through even the last year or two years of journey of walking through some things with people and, and observing and even in my own life and have come to realize that, that my, my circumstances in many times have a direct bearing on my ability to interact with God. And let me explain. <clears throat> Sometimes in situations, my senses can get overloaded and you put in whatever words you want there. And because of that, my response and my output to the people around me and to God and how I expect him to interact with me, it has to fit that window. Otherwise, I miss the big picture. So, so if I'm stressed about a particular thing, it seems as though that, that all my energy and my bearing might be focused on that one thing and I may miss. Unless I hear the word of the Lord about that one particular thing, I miss the broader picture. And here's the thing. God is at work all the time everywhere. Let me say Amen. And so, so when, when, when my vision is acute on my own circumstances and it's all I can, all I can um, readily um, address and absorb and, and, it, and it consumes, sometimes I need to be aware that the best thing I can do is take a step back for a moment and maybe get a 30,000 foot view of what's happening of my life, right? Because at that point, I can step back and be like, oh, Lord, you have, I am here today, but look where you've brought me from. Look what you have been doing. Oh, yeah. Look, what, look at the story of your intervention, and look at the story. I, I'm here. And I know that there. Speak to me, God, in this moment. And so, so many of us, sometimes the noise of our own situation can, can drown out the voice of God and how he speaks. And I, I, know there's, I know there's a message brewing in Pastor Doug for us about in line with this topic. And, and so I'm so excited to hear that. But I just want to encourage us to be aware that, that this could be a factor in our ability to even hear the voice of God, our, our present circumstances. So many things that pile up in life, so many stresses, concerns, worries, so many concesses. Did you, successes. Did you know that you can be caught up in, in the flood of successes that, that thereby looking back and saying, God, you're good, but woohoo, look what's happened. And forget how you got to where you got. And all the time, the Lord's speaking, hey, I want relationship. I'm right here. Yes, I want what's, what's good for you. I, I want what's best for you. But hello, where are you? Let's have a dialogue. I'm speaking to you. Sometimes our our circumstances can impact our ability to hear. <clears throat> Sometimes we need a physical location adjustment to hear from God. This is one of those things that if we, if we really think about it, you would, you would say, yeah, that's actually... Makes sense. Have you ever took a walk in the woods? or you ever drove to a remote place, or you just got outside the rhythm of, of just your normal course of daily behavior and have found yourself surprised at uh, 
what might transpire or, you know, t- taking yourself out of the rhythm of your Google time frame, time lapse, you know, for the, for the month and it shows everywhere you went and if you open that up, you get a summary and, and if you were to look at the rhythm of your life, many of us would be like, oh, home, coffee shop, work, coffee shop, home, home, coffee shop, work, home, God. Home, I'm late, straight to work. You know, I mean, you you see this diagram of the rhythm of our life and we have set patterns and behaviors and and in the midst of that set pattern and behavior, we become increasingly comfortable with that rhythm and thereby we fill it with stuff. And the Lord is saying, hey, wait a minute, sometimes I got to take you out of that regular rhythm and move you to a different thing. I'm speaking But sometimes where we're at or what you're doing, you need to be moved to a different thing. And so um, I'll give you a little story. Uh, Years ago, I took the youth group to climb Mount St. Helens or go to the Johnstone Observatory. And uh, we went to the Johnstone Observatory and we got to look and see. And we're standing at the observatory and there's a group of us. And you could see Mount St. Helens from the observatory. If you've ever been there, it's beautiful. And the lay of the land and just the... The, the imprint of the catastrophic effect of a mountain blowing up is still in the land today. And as you're looking at Mount St. Helens, the perspective is, wow, that's, that's only this big. From, from, oh yeah, look, oh, it's only this big. And, oh, and then there's a valley between the observatory and the mountain. And wow, it doesn't look very far at all. It's like here to there. Oh, we can hike this. Couple hours, we got it. It's not a couple hours. And the mountain isn't this big, but we did it. We had our water bottles and we jumped into the trail and hiked into the valley. All the while as we're hiking, we're going through, you're jumping over logs strewn and you're walking. And and as we're going, we get closer and closer. And the closer we walk, the mountain is growing. Finally get to the base of the mountain and we're like, okay, okay, peoples, that top is our goal. And so we climbed. It's, it's, it's doable. It's middle of summer. It's beautiful. You can climb up. We get to near the top where the crater has broke open and water is flowing there. And we get to that place where the water's flowing. We touch the water. And it's like, this is hot water. Let's go swimming. So we went swimming in the water coming out of the volcano. And as I'm standing there, I'm thinking, Raul, what have you done? You've brought all these young people to an active volcano and are swimming in the water coming out of this volcano. So we're standing there, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to climb the, to the rim right there. It's just a little farther more. I get up to the top, and we're all swimming, messing, you know, messing around, enjoying our moment here. And I'm standing at the top, and I'm looking around, and I see that the observatory is miles away. I can see that now. And I can see also now that we are no longer level, but I am way above where that is. And I can see that all across the valley, and the next thing I hear is a and a helicopter comes flying up to where we are and is pointing. And I'm like, How many of you know that that day, in that moment, my perspective changed? How many of you know that that day, in that moment, because of the physical location shift and, the, and being outside of the normal rhythm of my life, my senses were alive? And right in those moments, we put ourselves in positions 
that God can speak freely. I'm not telling all of you to go climb a mountain. But what I am telling you is, look at the course of your daily life. Some of you need to go for a walk. Some of you need to go for a drive. Some of you need to just step out the normal rhythm, stand outside and say, Lord, speak to me. I'm doing something different. I'm in a different place, a different location. I find myself something new. Speak to me. Put yourself in a different place. Sometimes it's a timing issue. Affects our ability to hear. Think about this. Timing issue. I believe it's God's desire to speak to us, and I believe that he can cut through and move through. There's no obstacle too big. So everything I'm telling you, the biggest game changer and playmaker is the Lord. He'll cut through, but, 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 somewhere in this relationship, our pursuit of him to put ourselves in a place that says, we're receptive to what you're saying, speak to me, show me what you want, talk to me, I want to be in the flow of what you have for my life. And so sometimes it's a timing issue. How many of you have ever showed up late to a meeting? Nobody. Wow, some of you. (laughs) Am I the only one? How many of you guys ever showed up late to the meeting only to have them say, meeting's over? (laughs) You you missed the moment. And the gracious ones, really gracious, will be like, I'll catch you up right now. The other side is, well, go figure it out. The meeting's over. Go to work. God's not like the second one. God will care for you, bring you up. But but sometimes it is a timing issue. Sometimes the Lord is calling us to a place. says, right here, stop. I want to have a moment with you. And we're so busy in the hustle bustle of our lives that, that what? Huh? I don't hear right, right here, right here. What? Uh, did I miss it? What, what's happening? And I believe the Lord is calling his people to a recognition that he wants a moment with us. And it's a timing issue. Make an appointment. Make a conversation. When you wake up in the morning, Lord, here I am. Have your way today. Lead and guide me. You know, here's my life. Here's my work. You know my schedule. Speak to me as I go. Driving down the road. Have your way. And then don't be surprised when he begins to speak to you. Hey, I want you to read this section of scripture. Hey, I want you to pray for this person. Hey, why don't you stop here and just be still for a moment? I want more time with you. You see, I believe God is after us. And as he's after us, a response is brewing in us towards his initiative Sometimes it's a timing issue. Sometimes all it is is the Lord's intervention to spiritually open our ears. Sometimes that's what it is. Sometimes we don't get what it is that he's saying because we're unable to see and hear what it is that he's saying or showing us. I just think about the text in Luke chapter 24 after Jesus rose and the two women went to go observe the tomb and he wasn't there and so they begin to walk away and all of a sudden a man is walking with them. And they're talking back and forth. The man's there. And they didn't recognize who was walking with them until he opens their eyes, causes them to see and hear. Jesus, it's you. He had been walking with them the whole time. But, but here, here's the question. Would you know the Spirit's leading in your life? Would you know the voice of God 
for you in your life? And those are, those are mystery questions, right? Those are questions like, okay, what, what, what does it sound like? I'll just give you a, a general. Oftentimes, the voice of God will sound like you in your head. What I mean by that is your mind has a voice. That's how we interpret sound, right? And so when you talk to yourself, you can sometimes, that's me talking. Don't answer that, but you know, that's, that's me. <laughs> Many times the Lord will use that. It's not oftentimes that the Lord is going to boom from heaven and... But many times it's like, hey, go pray for those people. Oh, okay. Hey, take a minute now. And, or I want you to pay for the groceries for the person behind you in line. Oh, or I want you to pay for the coffee for the next person. You know what I'm saying? Oftentimes, we, we try to get really spiritual and overly, you know, technical about, wow, God, what is that song? I'll take it. Well, that request wasn't from you. How do you know? Because here's the thing. He wants us to be able to hear from him, but the, the second part of hearing is that we then take what, we've been, what he's been sharing to us and then put it into action to go. Sometimes it's really a meditation for us. Like, Lord, you are encouraging me. You know the depths of my heart and where I am. And you know that right here in this moment, I, I need to hear from you. I haven't been hearing anything lately. And all of a sudden, whew, spring has arrived. Winter is over. I hear you. Thank you, Lord. And sometimes it is a spiritual intervention from God that we can then rightly, wow, Holy Spirit, you're speaking to me. And this is, I believe, his desire for us in relationship, sometimes the hindrance in our ability to hear from the Lord is a lack of obedience for what we hear. Now think about this. Sometimes we want the Lord to move in miraculous ways through us and around us, but we are unwilling to do the first thing that he even shares with us. Spend more time with me. I'm so busy. I, man, okay, you know, take a moment, Pause. Would you not read just one verse today? Oh, man, I'm so busy. You can stop. Okay, so, so I, would, I would encourage you. Sometimes we want, we want these great miracles to happen. You know, Lord, you can heal the sick and raise the dead, but, you know, praise you, Lord. Just turn around and say hi to the person behind you. Praise you, Lord. <laughs> Reach on over and go say you want to pray for that person who's just standing alone. Lord, I know I worship you. The Lord uses people. The Lord uses people. And when he, when he speaks to you, he's asking you to have a response to that in a way that a relationship would engage in that because we would be willfully aware that if it wasn't for his grace towards us, it wasn't by my own works. I have a relationship with God. And so right here in that moment, I want to encourage you that, that sometimes it's our lack of obedience that keeps us from hearing the next thing is, right, Lord, what, where are we going? Speak to me. What do you want me to do? I want to spend more time with you. Man, I am so busy. That wasn't God. But what if it was the Lord trying to show you, I am the keeper of time, and I'll multiply your efforts. I'll, I'll, I'll make it so that when you put your efforts into that, it's fruitful and it will multiply. How do you know it won't? 
obey. You know, how, how do we know that right here in our lives that the very thing that he wants with us is, is intimacy? Like, you know me. I want to know you. I believe that's where God is calling his people to grow to know him more. And I want to encourage us today that, that if you're here, that my heart is not to condemn you and it's not to put any shame on you. It's actually hopefully to be like, come on, come on, come on. There's probably many in this room that can turn around and teach us about what it means to, to, to walk with the Lord and to be steered by his voice and to, to then take that and to move with it. But I want to encourage us that, that, that the Lord is on the move for each and every one of us. He desires a relationship with you. And the Holy Spirit is speaking. If we just would only would take a moment to, all right, Lord, what do I need to do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a moment. I'm gonna set some time. I'm gonna move outside the normal rhythm of my life and speak to me. Help me. And if it seems like I can't absorb, open my ears to hear Move away whatever is in, in the way that I, you know, I want to encounter with you today. Amen? Amen. Would you stand with me? Maybe you're here this morning and your relationship with God hasn't been like that. that you haven't heard from the Lord in a while. Maybe, maybe you don't have a relationship in a way that you feel like Jesus is your Lord and Savior. We want to... We wanna, pray with you and talk with you today. When I close, there'll be people at the back in the corner near the cross who want to pray and talk with you. But I want to pray over us as a group that the Lord would just lead and guide. And this week, we would, we would hear, continue to hear, begin to hear, be encouraged. Amen?